0: Hello and welcome to this uh, podcast. This is Reverend Mary Ellen Swartz. I'm an ordained unity minister and uh, recently I've been sharing some of the parables of Jesus and the meanings uh, that we might possibly find within those. Uh, The parable that I want to bring you today is found in Three of the Gospels, Mark, 12th chapter, Matthew, 21st chapter, and the Luke, the 20th chapter. And this parable is about the, as the, uh, it's sometimes referred to as the wicked husbandman. Uh, it's, we find that it's Jesus' response to um, the, the question, uh, the questioning, I should say, of the high priests, and the scribes, and the elders, uh, they challenge his authority to teach uh, in the temple, teach what he was teaching. And so they ask on more than one occasion, By what authority are you doing this? And so, as was Jesus' custom, apparently, he would often answer a, a question with a parable. And so, the parable that I wanted to share today is um, the, it, it has an answer for the religious elite of his day. Um, it also would be a story that was familiar to those hearing his teachings in the temple, but it is applicable today. So, as I said, this is the parable that's often referred to as um, the one about the wicked husbandman or renters, or sharecroppers would be another way. And so, uh, who they were in Jesus' time uh, is important, but also what they represent in our time is uh, perhaps even more uh, important. So, in this parable, Jesus tells of a certain householder who planted a vineyard, a hedge around it dug a wine press built a tower and then made an agreement with some husbandmen or renters or sharecroppers and was told that the owner then went into a far country uh, arrangements had been made and and just expected that when the harvest time came uh, he would get a portion of the harvest. And the sharecroppers would get their question so the people at the time uh, hearing this parable would know about these things and maybe even they'd had some experiences with this so uh, they knew that emotions would probably run high if the harvest uh, wasn't what the, the landowner had expected so in the three gospels this parable is told in a little bit different way but the basic thought is that there's a harvest time and the landowner sent one of his servants or workers to to the land to bring back the agreed portion of the the fruit or the, the harvest then that they were gathering that from the, the the renters, and so, what happened was, the 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 first person that the landowner sent, um, he, he got beat up, and he was sent away in disgrace, and so then the landowner did kind of an odd thing, sent a second servant or representative, and again the same outcome, they got beaten up and and um, uh, sent away. He even sent a third person, and I guess we'd say, you know, deja vu, because the same thing happened again. Finally, the landowner sent his son to collect the proceeds, thinking surely these renters would honor their commitment to his son. Not so. The laborers decided to kill the son and retain his inheritance. And so Jesus put the question to the people hearing the parable. What do you think the owner of the vineyard would do to these renters or sharecroppers? The answer, they said he would destroy them. And he would get some honest people to do the work. And then Jesus did something that he did on other occasions. He asked the question, Do you remember in the scriptures where it speaks of the stone which the builders rejected? The same became the head of the corner or the cornerstone. And scripture said that this is the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our eyes. By the way that's from the 118th psalm which of course jesus knew well and so would his curers so in that um not parable but but um illustration i guess you'd say uh, large stones would be used for the foundation of a building so the cornerstone was very important because it would be holding the weight of the entire building. The smaller stones would do best in building the walls. So now we look at these symbols and what they tell us is that a foundation is of most importance and this analogy really speaks to the truth that Jesus was teaching. So we could say what is easy on the eyes and ears is not necessarily what is based on truth and that would be strong enough to carry us through whatever it is we're dealing with. So metaphorically, we could see the truth that Jesus taught and lived is what the strong cornerstone of truth represents. His teachings are symbolic of the cornerstone. The cornerstone that was rejected by the high priests and scribes and elders because their teachings were not based on the highest level of truth. Jesus' teachings, for example, uh, were based on loving your enemy, praying for those who hate you. And even today, this is very difficult for us. To love someone who hates you, you know, it's like, you've got to be kidding. No, Jesus wasn't kidding. He meant it because I believe he knew the law of cause and effect is always at work. Hate begets more hate. It changes nothing. And certainly we don't have what we're really seeking, which is peace of mind and a sense that we are uh, in tune with our true self. And that we're moving forward in our understanding uh, along the spiritual journey. I never really understood the parable or the analogy of the the cornerstone and and the importance of it. uh, Until I came into Unity and I found in Unity's book, Your Hope of Glory, um, this about this parable. She says... That the wicked husbandman reveals that each of us is given charge uh, over the divine resources that we have. The resources of spirit, soul, body. That's the three, the three servants we could say. And we must render an account of our stewardship to the Lord of our being or the law, uh, uh, the law of life. And if there's selfishness or greed or fear or something that's been allowed to gain control over us, um, we, we may try to retain our seeming good by repudiating the things of spirit, which is symbolized by the slaying of these three messengers. However, the time comes when we are compelled to realize that the truth is supreme. The head of the corner, the cornerstone, is supreme. And when we reject that, we have the effects of it to deal with. Now, there are many parts to this parable, and every parable contains something of a story, uh, and it contains many levels of meanings as we know that's what a parable means it's it's like a story within a story within a story within a story and so there are many parts to this parable every part every character every symbol represents something within us we have our vineyard which really is our consciousness the vineyard in which uh the, the, the seeds are planted and, and are growing, that represents our consciousness. The seeds we plant have to do with our thoughts and our beliefs. And so uh, we have the renters or the husbandmen um, that that are supposed to take care of this, right? The landowner has given up responsibility, goes away, doesn't keep watch over the vineyard, leaves someone else responsible. Now, if we are keeping aware and we find that our thoughts and beliefs aren't doing a good job, then we need to relook at our life situation. And that means we need to take responsibility, not just go our merry way like the landowner and expect things to be as we want them to be someone else to be responsible no it means we must take responsibility have you heard the statement we can have reasons or results not both and it is so easy for us to come up with reasons as to why we are not having the results that we really want but reasons don't bring results Changing our thoughts, changing our beliefs, changing our story, changing our perception is what's going to bring the results. And thinking of the parable in a literal sense, wouldn't you wonder at a landowner who would send one servant and that one gets beaten up and then another and that one gets beaten up and then another and that one gets beaten up? up? Wouldn't you think that that landowner is not the sharpest knife in the drawer? That landowner didn't learn from those experiences. And we are like that. So often, we don't learn from experiences. And so what happens is we keep having our servants beat up and disgraced. We... We keep having the same thing happen over and over again. So the wicked husbandmen or renters or sharecroppers, whatever, are symbolic of our tendency to not take responsibility and to look around for someone to blame. That's a human nature. You know, something happens and who can I find to blame for this? Uh, or else we want some results, but we want to find a shortcut rather than, doing the serious work. When Jesus asked the hearers what would happen, they said, of course, those people would be destroyed and new ones would be put in charge. Well, this then led to a well-known scripture about the stone and the builders rejecting it. And that that, that one that was rejected actually was the strong stone. And so what Jesus indicated is that this is the way to the kingdom. He's telling us, in a sense, that accountability to the law is vital. If we want to experience the kingdom, we must be accountable. We must be accountable for our thoughts, for our words, for our beliefs, for our actions. This is vital. If we think we can reject the cornerstone, reject the law, and go our merry way, we're going to find that it doesn't work like that. So it's kind of a reminder don't give your power to someone else. Uh, don't, Don't trust your spiritual awareness to someone else. A rejection of that cornerstone, that stone of truth we might say, brings its own reward when we reject the messengers or we reject the truth, it has an effect. And so Jesus used this symbology about the cornerstone, that those who stumble over it will be broken, and those the stone falls on will be ground to powder. So we might see this as Jesus' way of underlining the truth, that we cannot ignore our spiritual foundation. We cannot think it is less important than it really is. Because if we do, we will have the results from it. The law always works. We can try to fight the law, but the law always wins, as it were. We can try to ignore the law, but the law will fall on us, as it were. We will come up against the truth, and the truth will not give way. To what is false and even when it falls that can be seen as a positive if we use the experience to rebuild our lives perhaps we might sum this parable up by saying there's a price for everything and if we think we can ignore the part our consciousness plays in our connection and experiencing the kingdom then we are mistaken. And so our consciousness, which is symbolized by the vineyard, we cannot expect good things to come out right if we aren't paying attention. If we aren't uh, doing due responsibility, as it were, if we think our good comes from anyone or anything other than our source and our connection with our source, then we better think again. When the desire for the kingdom is great enough we are willing to take responsibility and for our thoughts for our beliefs for our words for our actions and in fact almost all of jesus parables have to do with finding the kingdom ways to find the kingdom here is another way be willing to take responsibility for our thoughts and our beliefs, our words, our actions. Be willing to be awake and aware. Not just absent like the landowner. But be willing to be there. Be awake. Be aware. Not just once in a while. Not just occasionally. But all the time. And we, when we are willing to work with the law and with truth principles, we know the law knows us, as it were, or works with us. And we have the effects that are positive, that are are the, the effects of keeping in the flow of our oneness with our source, the good that the kingdom has for us. This means daily practice. This means willing to walk our talk. This means willing to be responsible. One thing is most important to the healthy um, harvest, as it were. And that is keep healthy thoughts, keep healthy feelings, keep in tune, keep aware of the presence, and practice that presence daily. And absolutely, the law works for us. We try to fight the law, as the old song says, I fought the law and the law will run. Law always wins, as it were. And so we want to be mindful of this. So be the good landowner. Be the good person uh, working with consciousness. Be aware. If thoughts are not bringing the results that we deserve, if the beliefs that we have aren't bringing the results that we deserve, then we want to be willing to change them. We want to be willing to align them with the new, with the positive, with the truth. Be aware of the importance of that cornerstone. That strength of that cornerstone uh, is going to depend on the strength of the very building itself. And the building, of course, is our lives. So that's something to think about with this parable of these people, these wicked husbandmen or sharecroppers. And see that they're really a part of us. They're a part of our consciousness. And Jesus is telling us how we can deal with them. Okay, so blessings to you as we conclude this uh, time of sharing. I hope you'll tune in uh, again and we we'll share some more thoughts. And in the meantime, bless your day and bless your week and your life and your journey. You are beloved. You are important. And your journey is important. And it's important that you understand your importance so blessings to you if you like our programs feel free to let us know share a gift if you care to blessings we'll see you next time bye for now